When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome and happy holidays to all of you out there. We are just a few days away from Christmas. And again, for those that celebrate Hanukkah, we're wishing everybody a a happy holiday season here from Sustainable Success. And if you are new to our show, you found us here at the Voice America Business Channel. We are so proud to be part of the Voice America Business Channel. We've been here since April of this year after spending almost six and a half years on the Influencer Channel. So we've been around for quite some time. Again, check out many of our great shows that we've had over the years here at the Voice American Now Business Channel. And you could also listen to our past shows on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Again, we've had many great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insight to help elevate your personal success and your business to the next level. And we highly encourage you to uh, become a member of the Facebook group. And that way you can share your input, feedback. And if there are any suggestions for content you'd like to see in the future, feel free to reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com or Chris at SustainableSuccess.net. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. This is a membership program, meaning it takes all the noise out of social media, allowing you to generate genuine, authentic relationships with people that either you went to school with in the past, perhaps meeting new people. And this is a great way to share content on your terms. And not to mention, because it's a membership program, you'll be uh, have available at disposal a wide array of different services that are not available to the general public and are ideal if you are a business owner or those aspiring to grow your career. Feel free to reach out to them at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today, especially right before the holiday as we head into 2024. It's called The Art of Start. Yeah, it's for you, those small businesses or startups out there that are looking to really you know, disrupt and revolutionize your industry or the, the general public in terms of your product, in terms of new innovations. And you're going to have the right person in place that you're going to be hearing today. His name is Jorge Castellot. And he coaches startups and entrepreneurs in adopting lean startup principles into practice. He has helped small companies and S&P 500 enterprises to improve their innovation results by designing and driving frameworks built on customer centricity, lean startup, and agile principles. He has engaged with more than 15, uh, 15 organizations, or probably more, a lot more than that. Maybe that was a typo there, my bad. Engaged more than 15 public and uh, private sectors across 12 countries and MEA. He has built innovation frameworks to develop new skills and drive innovation programs. In addition, he is a keynote speaker for more than 50 events on best practices in driving corporate transformation and innovation management. And as a professional speaker, I can account that he is a great speaker and highly encourage any of you event planners and organizers out there to reach out to Jorge uh, to have him at your next event. And without further ado, we welcome Jorge Castellot to the show. 
Jorge, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Chris. Great. It's so great to have you here. And we are looking forward to talking about the art of start when it comes to startups and product innovation. But, you know, before we begin, I know, you know, you you got in the, into this for a reason. And you've been doing this for a while. You were a go-to person in this area, an expert in this particular area. Can you provide a brief overview of your background and experience in the realm of innovation? And what led you to focus on helping companies to start their innovation journey? Well, sure, Chris. Um, it all started, I would say, about eight years ago, where I got really interested in a book. It's called The Corporate Startup by Eric Ries. And it made me think on new ways of developing businesses. It's, um, I would say it was a, that aha moment that we all have in our companies or in our uh, professional experience. And at the time, I was a consultant back in the Middle East. And that got me really intrigued uh, to the point that I decided to start my own company. And in order to do that, I said, how about if I go to where everything started, the Lean Startup, and I learned from them. So I got my, <laughs> my bags and I went all the way to San Francisco in the Silicon Valley. I reached out to everybody I could think of. I got some meetings, I met very interesting people. And when I went back to Dubai at the time where I was living, I started my company and focusing on, on innovation. At the time, that was a very vague word, I would say. Now it's getting clearer, even though there's still a lot to, to do in this field. Um, and since then, I've been helping all the way from startups to public and private entities, uh, first in the Middle East, then in Africa, Europe, and now in the U.S. Wow, fabulous. I love it. And I love the journey. I always love to hear the backstory in, in terms of what inspired you and you know getting into this and and why you're making a difference today in this particular area especially across different industries that you help uh in product innovation so in you know how do you define innovation like when you think about that word innovation how can you define that you know i know everyone have, have might have a different perspective but how do you define innovation and why is it crucial for companies to really actively pursue it and be on top of it that's a very interesting question and it's something that we start with, with our clients to clearly understand why, what, and how, right? So we have to differentiate between the different concepts in order to be able to act on them and be able to actually get results. So in this spectrum, we, we sometimes have three different words or concepts that we use interchangeably. And I would like to take this opportunity to, to clear that, at least from my point of view. We have creativity, which is the act of turning new and imaginative ideas into reality. This is nature in the, in the human being. We all can be creative. That's where our brain does. Then we have another level, which is invention. Invention is the creation of a new idea or concept. Think of something that you can actually protect through IP or any other type of uh, intellectual property protection. 
And finally, we have innovation. Innovation is the process of turning a new concept, which can be derived from creativity or invention, into a commercial success or a widespread use. What is the meaning of this? It means that we don't only are looking for things that are creative and unique and new. Those things, and when I say things, can be a product or a service or anything or a business model that actually adds value to somebody. If you have a public entity, it's towards the citizens or whoever they are serving. If it's a private entity, it's probably to the shareholders because mm -hmm. they are adding value to certain segment of, of their customers. Mm, nice. Well, now, you know, what I love you, you know, what you just shared to kind of piggyback what you talked about, you know, understanding innovation. Can you share a couple of the key principles that you firmly believe are essential for companies looking to embark on this innovation journey? Well, if if uh, we agree or we understand that innovation is is that process that turns something into a commercial success or a widespread use, we assume that that means that there's a lot of people impacted by that. So what is the first principle that I always follow is we need to start from the customer. We need to start identifying their needs, identifying their pains, and then work backwards. Now, that would be principle number one. A second um, principle is we need to keep an open mind. We need to try to be ignorant, quote unquote, where we need to embrace these new ideas and concepts, even though we are, and, and this is, goes back to our human, our human nature, we, we tend to judge very fast based on our biases, based on or our, our own experiences. And I think innovation is that window that we allow ourselves to define these, let's say, assumptions and try to test them. And this gets me to the to the third principle that is is is, is following on on this open mind. We need to test, and we need to test a lot, and make it fast. That's the key. It's a, it's a numbers game. Innovation. It's a numbers game. And the minute we understand that, we start with the customer, we have an open mind, we embrace all the new ideas, and we give them a chance on how to test this in a safe environment that is fast and cheap, we will be able to test so many ideas in a year, which eventually we will find one. That's as simple as that. Yeah, I love that numbers game. So when you talk about so in this way that they're not they're not limiting themselves, that you have to be able to look at different options and different things that are gonna, you know, allow you to see what 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 will work and what may not work and so so forth. That's what if if I'm hearing you correctly on that. Yeah. That's correct. And and it goes back to that ignorance where yeah. if you allow yourself and by I by I when I say yourself is the company to, instead of judge immediately, to give that idea room to test it quickly and to get some results quickly to say, is this good enough or is this a bad idea? And then you can double down on that. 
If it's good, we just double down. If it's not, we just discard it and we take another one. And if you can manage to implement that capability in the organization, you have a future-proof company. Mm. Mm. I love that, what you're explaining there. And in terms of, you know, when you look at, and I, you know, I want to get into some, some of the experiences here shortly, but like, when do you feel like, you know, when it comes to, you know, an organization, I mean, especially a startup, this has got to be something that they got to account for really soon, like right in the beginning. Would you safe to say, like, this has got to be something that should be in the forefront in terms of their strategy to make sure they're they're heading down the right path and, and take, you know, creating the product and then obviously taking it to market? That's correct. And uh, we've worked with startups where... um the main the main reasons why starting with working with them was a previous assessment on pretty much the mindset of the of the team not so much about the idea but more about are these people willing to sacrifice the initial idea for something that is going to be solving a real problem that they have found because it's so at the beginning especially at the beginning in a startup you start with an idea, but it's it's so easy that that idea turns completely 180 degrees. And yeah. you need to be able to to embrace that and and to take it to the to the next level. Whereas mm, we've seen so many startups where they're so they're so in love with the product that they kind of focus on that. And instead of looking at is this a real problem that we should solve? Is this a they they keep on building the product, and that's also the nature of engineers. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an engineer myself, and I know how how yeah, we I, love. I was going to ask, yeah, <laughs> how we love to build things, and it's like you you know that in your from your perspective, like hey, this is a great idea, and but now you but now you but like you said, you got to be able to think outside of that and say, is this challenge great enough to be better? that somebody is seeking these results that they don't currently have. And if that's the case, now I got something, I got a case to build on. And, and going back to the, the definition of innovation, is this going to impact a wide segment of the population because they have a problem worth solving? Or is just a product that I, I want to build? Mm-hmm. Right? I was... Um, I was publishing some a post recently on LinkedIn on comparing the Homer Homer vehicle. I'm not sure if you're familiar I, with I, that. I, I remember here. Yep. Yeah. And I mean that's the that's the similarity that I see sometimes in companies. They're building their own Homer mobile based on leadership, curiosity, um, biases. Or maybe it's just a pet project that they want to see the light and they're using the, the company to, to build it. So there's many ways of uh, behind that, behind those projects. Wow, that's great. That's fabulous. I love, I love that. And, and it's so important, like you said, because there, there, there's so many brilliant ideas and so many things that people like to do. But it's like you can't put the cart before the horse. Like you, 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 know, you can see it like, oh, my God, this is great. But 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 unless that that market analysis really truly supports it, and a lot of times it can be timing too. Like 
might not be right the right time, but nonetheless doesn't mean you should stop. It just means you should be cautious and now maybe pace things. So if you know, if, and I know I want to get into some case studies here when we come after the break, but anything you could elaborate on that, or it would be I great. Chris, what you said is spot on. We we call it the opportunity window. Yeah. And sometimes you're you're missing that window, even though the the idea, the business behind has potential, you might not be maybe you're too early or too late. And that's so important as well. And I understand the frustration of somebody who's behind that idea and says, I know this has potential. But at the same time, is this the right moment? So many things to be considered. And that's why we we push for test. The testing, doing it properly will will give you the right data to make to make the right investments. And that's the mm. the the reason behind it. Yeah, I know. I think it's so it's so important because it's going to save you a lot of, I mean, also a lot of time that you'd have to adapt and change for all the wrong reasons. And then also, you know, spending a lot of money that that you didn't have to, you know, up front, you know. So these are the things I think are highly valuable in what you're you're sharing here. I know I'm looking forward to hearing some 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 actual uh, st case studies that you've worked with. We got about two minutes left, you know, in, until we go to the break. Right? Would you like to like maybe add to what you've shared or kind of summarize some of the key points that you've talked about the, you know, about understanding innovation, why it's important and the principles that you shared here earlier? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, I would like to highlight the definition of innovation, which is what we said, right, is to bring ideas to life that they have commercial success or widespread use. Uh, think of the principles that the customer built from the customer and work backwards. Uh, think of uh, with an open mind and make sure that, that you test because it's a, it's a numbers game. And I wanted to, I wanted to highlight on something that you, you said, which is companies in general feel much more comfortable developing products than avoiding costs yeah because in general people feel again we go back to this building thing they prefer to be busy on something building something that might or might not work that testing their own assumptions and beliefs behind it and avoid costs how many times companies should say no to something and how can you measure that cost avoidance? It's been, it's been mm, a question that I've had in my mind for a long time. Wow, Still no, not, haven't cracked it. No, I hear you, and I'm glad that you brought that up because it reinforced that because I think it's so important. And I know you're going to be expanding a lot more on this, and I'm looking forward to having you share some of the some of the. Uh, people you've worked with here in this particular area. I know when we come back after the break, you're going to be doing that. Again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the art of start uh, with Jorge Castellot. Uh, we're going to be going to break here right now, but when we come right back after a short break, we got more to come here. Again, this is some great information. Make sure you're taking notes. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Business Channel. 
Uh, we'll be right back after the break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the art of start. This is for product innovation and startup companies here with our subject matter expert, Jorge Castellot. And we are we had shared a little bit about what innovation actually is and understanding the key principles with innovation and really truly understanding this whole process of starting how we can learn to really innovate with products. And this is somebody who does this on a day-to-day basis, working with organizations across different industry segments. So, uh, Rory, if you could maybe share a couple success stories that you've had in and around product innovation, I think that would really create a visual for those listening and those listening later that can really get a better understanding of how this works and the positive impact of how effective innovation can have within a company. Definitely. So uh, let me start by sharing how we increase the sales conversions of of an e-commerce by three in less than eight weeks. Okay. Um, So think of of a company, actually more than e-commerce is a telco, but the, the situation is very similar where they wanted to increase their uh, online SIM card sales. So as a telco, they they sell SIM cards and they wanted to explore that channel, which at the time was very inefficient. They couldn't, they couldn't figure out why they were not selling more online. So we got in and what we usually do is we, we do three phases. We do a preparation phase, then we do a very intense week following the design sprints in this case, methodology by Google, and then a handover where is pretty much the product roadmap that will tell you or will lead you to the implementation and the launch of this new product. 
So we started with the preparation. We identified that there were a couple of things that were not working. One of them was where the SIM card was was effectively being sold in the on the website. Uh, it was also the process was not user-friendly. They were asking for so many irrelevant information. And finally, there was a lot of information that was not, that was not clear. So why we how we understood all these things is by testing it with with the real customers. So we in the preparation phase, we went outside and we um, got our research of the potential customers that would use that, and we would ask them, "Can you please uh, buy a SIM card online based?" from this website, and we would use our, our phone. With that, you get a lot of feedback from real customers, and we got that feedback to then, on this very intense week, we would put together a prototype, and we tested again with customers. When we did that, um, we got really very good results. The, the idea was to put a prototype with the best ideas from the team in the, in the room, and then that prototype would be um, tested again with the same customers. We managed to increase sales conversion by three. So all the way from 30% to 90% of the people would convert into sales. And the customer satisfaction was from around 2.4 to 4.5. Imagine the, the jump. But not only that, when we finished, and this was from potential customers, the feedback is not only internally in the company, we put together the roadmap to launch this in the next eight weeks. And, and, and we made it. That was, that was a very satisfying project where you can see where you're moving the needle, basically. You're, you're giving back this company a product that works and is actually implemented. That was uh, one of the, I would say, the best uh, projects we've ever done. That's great. Yeah. And, and it's good that, you know, you're able to, you know, obviously not only enjoy that journey of the process for the, with them, but now you have, you, you've documented it. Now you can see what are the things that worked in that situation, what could have been better, and it helps you to prepare yourself for future projects and jobs that you're working on with people and what to look for and be more proactive in helping them move forward. Yeah, not, it's not always the same approach and it's not always yeah. easy to, to achieve that. I think the, we go back to the principles. If you, if you really understand the customer and you identify their pain points and their blockers and, and the challenges that they're facing, you can at least, you can think of solutions. But yeah. you need to start. You need to start identifying why people are not using it. Um, this is a very, um, very intense and and simple example. Uh, you need to understand that the the whole innovation ecosystem that you need to put together in a company. It it means that you you do uh, all these interventions periodically. Because eventually, all these little projects and engagements will allow you to identify the blockers that you have inside the company. For example, in this case, 
there were a couple of um, challenges in the implementation. One of them being the team was not ready to use the different methodologies that we were applying. So they had to be equipped with that. So we helped in the, in the handover by kind of leading the methodology and the project management for the people in the company to start learning the way, the new way of working. There was also another blocker, which is very, uh, very common is procurement because the procurement department is, is structured in a way that they want to make sure that all the investments are properly done. And in this case, we wanted, we needed a certain deployment of resources in a way that they, they were, it was never done before. So we had to help procurement to put together some sort of a, a new policy to help with this. All this, I'm saying it because it, these are the important things of when you start, you need to understand why you, why you work the way you work with these teams. Maybe we can explore that later. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I know what you, you know, you, like you said, you know, just, just what you were around, you know, every journey is unique and, and, and so you can only go off of, you could use some things you've done in the past, but, but it's known, it's not making them understand, you know, that their, 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 their journey is going to be different and, and they just have to know how to tailor their innovation strategies to whatever that is, the industry, uh, maybe a certain segment of, of, of people that they're targeting, whatever that may be. So, yeah, I really, I really love what you shared there. Let's like, you know, if you could dive in a little bit into, you know, the, you know, like engaging leaders here, like, you know, how, how can, how can leaders, you know, that are, that are involved in these projects play a pivotal role in fostering a culture of innovation, starting from within their organizations and then now how that gets projected out now to the people that or the businesses or whatever it may be that they're going to look into the impact. And what are some of those qualities that they that, that play a particular role in, in success? Well, uh, I think leadership is key into building an innovation ecosystem in organizations. You need them, you need them at the same level. You you need them to be leading the way in terms of the vision, in terms of the why suddenly you want to implement this new capability in the organization, or at least formalize it. Because if a company has been around for 20 years, it means that they've been innovating. It's just that you want to formalize it, you want to structure it in order to optimize it, to make it better, right? Mm -hmm. So the leaders need to be the first ones to understand that, to understand the need, and also to understand the different mindset. We need to understand, or or that, that's that's our job, right? That in a company, you have to, it's called ambidextrous organization, but pretty much is you are executing a business model that has been working for so many years and it's giving you a lot of benefits and profitability. But you, at the same time, you're developing the new business model of the future. And mm -hmm. that's the way you kind of develop the companies in the long term. In order to balance and manage these two types of um, actions, if you want to, for a, for a better word, 
um, you need different mindsets and different tools, skills, and processes. So the minute you understand that, you start um, giving room for, let's say, this formalized new way of, of, of working, which is exploring. Exploration is it's all about, as we, we, were, we were talking about before, numbers game, testing a lot of things. Uh, it's not having any bias and trying to, it's, it's avoid those um, comments of, we've done, we've done this in the past, this is never gonna work. As opposed to say, let's turn this into a hypothesis that we can test and we will have a solution. It's, 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 it's simply following the scientific approach. So leaders need to embrace that mindset and be the first ones to push it across the organization. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's a balance between mindset and, and some skills yeah. to lead the way. And you start oh, I with- love what you just shared there. And what it, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, and I've no, and I've had to learn this the hard way as a leader. You know, maybe not in a product way of innovation, but in terms of innovating how people engage, because that's the area that I'm in. Would it be safe to say that sometimes, as people, we're conditioned to see things for what we think it should be? Case in point, like when you talked about when when engineers put together a product, like, wow, this is the greatest thing! I can't wait to put this together. But that not maybe not seeing it for what it is. They thought they see it from what they think it should be. But if seeing it for what it is, so this way we can be more open to the things that maybe we we were blind to that that might speak to support it or not speak to support it, you know, in that case. And we can adapt to, you know, much better than than if we see it just for what we think it should be. We're more open to uh, perspectives of other people and 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 information. Hundred percent. I think in the in any innovation team, there should be that healthy tension between different perspectives. Yeah, that you bring different people in the teams because that will enrich and will will give you different perspectives. So you can start testing that. And I mean, it's it's so common in uh, in innovation teams where somebody says. I don't think this is going to work and it you have the opposite this is the great idea ever so instead of engaging in this philosophical and theoretical discussion because i've been in those situations where even people say well here there's two schools of thinking and i just stopped and i said if it's two stop if it's two mm, philosophies or two schools of thinking as you say turn them into a hypothesis and test them next week. In two weeks, we're gonna have an answer, data-driven to understand if that school of theory, if that theory or the other theory is gonna add value to this company, full stop. It's a way to, in a healthy way, to stop all these endless discussions and say, fine, I I disagree with this, but let's, Turn this into a hypothesis or something that we can test, and and see and see, and see reality. That's it. Yeah. But then you have the egos, and you have other dynamics behind that. And that's what I mean by the mindset that needs to come from the leadership team to say, "Okay, I don't know what I don't know. Let's test it." 
No, exactly. It, it, you know, and that's what a growth mindset is all about. It's not about, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. It, it's, it's kind of seeing it for what it is and, you know, what, what is best, what's best for what, what we have within our control to, you know, adapt, move forward, modify, whatever that may be. And, you know, you made some great points there. I know, um, I, you know, I wanted to expand a little bit, you know, when you talk about, you know, um, those qualities, how, you know, because because we're a few minutes for the next break, how important is that those qualities as a leader to be consistent to ensure that we're empowering the people around us, whether if these are people that work directly with us on this pr product or even indirectly, even if it's somebody on the outside, why those are so important to empower people to kind of change their way of thinking as well. So it's it's serving the pro the the pro the the, the project going forward, not getting to a point where it becomes a debate and 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 so on. So why you know why that's so important? It, it's crucial. And like we were we were saying, the if you can, if you manage to create a culture or an environment where instead of trying to be right but just discussing and raising your voice. If you can create that space to say, hey, we have different opinions, how about if we test them both in parallel? I've been in situations where even the leadership team, they had this idea, they pushed it to the teams, they tested once, even the this particular leader came back and said, you're doing it wrong, you have to do it this way. They repeated the experiment as this person was describing it, and it came negative, invalidated. So in a span of one month, which is the equivalent of two experiments, the team came back to the management team and said, hey, this doesn't work. So if you can create that space, you can, you can easily progress towards, you know, what are the right ideas for your organization that will add value in the future? Yeah. So true, and and the communication is so important. But now, what the what I heard from what you said, or you know, communication is key. That is, you know, that communication is assertive, not passive aggressive, there with you your team or people. Either if they're not on your directly in your team, but they're alliance partners or other people involved, and that consistency is so important. Oh, so so true. I know you got more to come here in talking about the art of the start. And we want to even dive a little deeper into what that means. We're going to talk about that when we come back after the break. And again, if you're just joining us, we highly encourage you again to listen to the show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Business Channel. We'll be right back after the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the art of start uh, with Jorge Castellot. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. In addition, they also have a new uh, section uh, from athletes to entrepreneurs. These are for professional athletes now that are retiring or transitioning to everyday careers and businesses. This is a great platform also to get involved in, in joining forces and meeting other professional athletes, doing the same, allowing you to form uh, true, genuine, authentic relationships to help you through this trans, uh, through this transfer of knowledge and skill to a whole new area in your life moving forward. If you'd like more information on Alumni Direct, check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So, hurry, you know, going back to where we had started, you know, the name of this show is The Art of the Start. Let's Talk a little bit about that, that what that means, the art, you know, that you know, when you think of that, the art, that, that, that's a, that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of people. I think of like this, you know, I think that's innovation in itself, you know, like a painter approaches how what they're going to put on that that canvas when they paint, you know, the, the art itself. So if you could talk a little bit about that to really, really drive home a lot of the things you've talked so far up to this point. Well, yeah, uh, Chris, so I think the, the first step is for the company to to define what innovation means to them and why why innovation why now why uh, w- what is it that the purpose behind it is it diversification is it growth is it operational excellence and this is very linked to the to the strategy of the company right um once that is set and the company understands why they're using or why they want to implement or enhance the innovation capability, then you need to think systems thinking. You need to think that you're building a system, a sustainable system that has different elements, okay? There's many uh, frameworks around, but I'm going to keep it very simple. You need that direction, which is, the long-term view of the of innovation, you need management because it's you need a governance model, you need certain metrics, and finally you need the practice. You need to put that into into practice. So if you have those three elements, you need you need to build them. How do you build them? There's some there's a concept that has been around for a while 
that is um, derived from the original minimum viable product that Eric Ries coined back in with, with uh, the first book. And it's the minimum viable ecosystem. What is this? This means that in order to develop your own ecosystem, your own sustainable innovation system in your company, you need to start small. You start small with all the components and the intention of that minimum viable ecosystem is to identify the blockers in the organization and the needs in the organization to then scale it. And this is what I was telling you about before. The, in practical ways, how do you start this? Just think of if you're a company with 50 to 200 employees or 200 to a, to a thousand, try to come up, identify three to five different challenges that you have today that you could solve through the use of innovation. Put a team around it, put some resources, put a small governance model, small process and start start innovating start giving them the a, a very simple process that they can follow or approach and on a periodic or on a periodic basis you follow up on what they're doing and you give them feedback during those um, periodic meetings they're going to tell you what are the challenges that they're facing in your company? They're going to tell you that procurement is um, doesn't have the right policy. That uh, when it comes to legal, they're very they're blocking everything because they're afraid that we might incur into some intellectual property, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So those nuggets that the teams are giving you should become parts and elements of your innovation ecosystem. Now, the team should have, should have the objective of going from idea to commercialization. Your role behind it, which is the byproduct, is your innovation ecosystem. So if you walk with them and, and identify all these nuggets and you put them together, you're going to reach a moment that you're ready and you can scale. So you move from three to five teams to whatever the number of teams that you need for your company. That's a different story because that's we're talking about managing an innovation portfolio, how many ideas you need for each one of the different horizons, etc. And that's another chapter of the book. But if we think about the minimum viable ecosystem, it can help us to start something in the company. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be complex. It's just those three to five teams that they can start something and you can put the minimum elements around it. Mm, I love it. Love it. You know, now that, you know, when we, when you, now that you've talked about this and, you know, and part of innovation is now we got to be able to measure the success to this point. And then what are the next steps moving forward? And I always say that when it comes to success, I always like to use four pillars. You know, you have your foundation. You talked about, you know, when, when uh, how leaders 
have to, it starts with the mindset. And that's where it is, that mindset, not only the mindset of the leader, but the mindset of the team behind the product innovation and everybody involved. And then, you know, preparing, how are you prepared each and every day to be consistent, to move things forward and executing on on that preparation and your foundation. And then measuring, which is the fourth pillar, measuring to see what's working, what's not, what can be better to move things forward. In the realm of innovation, how do you suggest companies measure success? I know it's, again, it's probably not cookie cutter for everybody, but but just in general. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you think about it, then you're you're doing two things. You're you're building the ecosystem and you're also, hopefully, you will get results from this ecosystem because that's yeah. the intention. So you need to measure in, or just to put it simple, think of three levels in the organization. You have the highest level, which is the results that you get from innovation, metrics like the percentage of revenue that is coming from new products that they came from innovation. Again, that can take a little bit of time, right? You can also think of um, understanding how much of the investment in innovation is actually being deployed. That's another another good one to to measure at the at the top level right how balanced our innovation portfolio is between the short term and the long term so that those are the typical lag metrics where you are mm, pretty much measuring the results as you go down the organization you're going to be more into the leading indicators into the activity behind so if you go to the management level the people who are usually managing teams of innovation, the metrics there are more operational. Is then how many how many teams um, do we have? How many ideas they are being tested per team? What is the percentage of ideas in step number one or seed number one and seed number two? What is the percentage of ideas that we kill? Because that's also important. So you, you're measuring those. Um, those type of, of KPIs, you you can also add the cost and the time of testing one idea and the intention should be to, to improve it, right? To reduce the cost and the time because we this goes back to what we were talking at the beginning. It's a numbers game. So if you can think of, if I can reduce the time and the cost of testing ideas, I will be able to test more per day, per year, with the same resources and eventually one will one will will work and then you have the last level in the organization which is the operators the people that are in within the teams and there it becomes more tactical you you measure things like what is the cost of experimentation and what is the speed of experimentation we go back to the same thing but in this case instead of idea is experiments rules of thumb that that i um tend to implement in, in organizations especially at the beginning at least one experiment every two weeks at the beginning and that starts the progressing into the moving the organization at least you have a deadline and and you need to show phase and you need to show results and that is always a healthy tension to have within the teams also 
to start restructuring because we are introducing a new way of working and people are thinking in two weeks, I cannot do anything. Think of what can you measure, build, measure, learn. What can you develop, test and get results in two weeks that will take you closer to understand the idea? And you're breaking, we're going back to cost avoidance. If you, if you narrow it down to two weeks, instead of saying, I cannot do anything, the question is, what can I do? First, it takes a little bit of time and, and, and you need to help people to break down things into smaller bits that you can test. And they're, they are a unit that you can actually get results. Yeah. Little by little, you will, you will be able to get more pace until wow. eventually three, four, five, six experiments every two weeks. Well, Jorge, this has been a just incredible show and all the information you've shared here on the art of the start and around product innovation. I want to make sure that, again, first of all, I want to thank you on the behalf of Voice America Business Channel and myself personally for taking the time to be here. I would love to have the audience, you know, get to know you, anything that you're up to, anything you'd like to share with them and anything, most importantly, how can they get a hold of you? Well, um, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's my house. That's my home. Um, otherwise, you can always reach out on our website. Our website is www.innoway.me. So it's I-N-N-O-W-A-Y dot M-E. Or you can simply uh, find me on uh, Twitter or X. Uh, my, you can find me as Sir Castell. It's not very common. And you can always send me an email at jcastellote at innoway.me. Wow. Well, this has been fabulous. Again, we're going to have those in the show notes. And thank you, Harry, for being here again, uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Thanks a lot. Thank you, audience, for being here during, you know, right before the holiday. Again, we are committed to bringing subject matters, experts like Harry, and, and to share their words of knowledge and insights, and most importantly, their experience to help move your level of success and your business forward. Again, if you have any questions, we highly encourage you to reach out to Jorge directly, or if you reach out to me, I'll make sure he gets the message. Until then, everybody, have a great holiday season, and we'll see you one more time before the end of the year, next Thursday, same time, 3 p.m. East Coast time, 12 o'clock noon Pacific Standard Time. But till then, have a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it means to you, and we'll see you next Thursday. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.